The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to this edition of Red Side of the Trent. This is Adam Wicklow bringing you your preview as Newcastle United head up to Nottingham or head down to Nottingham, should I say, for St. Patrick's Day. A reverse fixture from the start of the season as we headed up to the north of England for the first game of the season in sunny Newcastle as it was. And uh, I'm delighted to welcome back my first guest of the season then in Charlotte Robson from the True Faith podcast. How are you, Charlotte? You're right. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me back. That's no problem. Uh, it's been a good season for Newcastle, to say the least. I would, I would, uh, I would say from the outside in, looking in, um, cup finalists, Champions League chasing Newcastle. Um, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it's definitely better than I think a lot of us expected. We're the sort of common thing that everybody is saying is that we're ahead of schedule. Um. We are doing better um, than we expected. I think when we did a podcast, we did lots of podcasts at the beginning of the season saying what would what would a good season look like to you? Um, most people said a decent cup run and top eight. And you can't really get, well, you can get more decent than a cup final. You could win the cup final, but we <laughs> didn't quite get there. Mm. But um, yeah, we've certainly had a decent cup run and we're <laughs> looking pretty comfortable in that sort of top half of the top half of the table a little bit of um angst among the fan base over the past sort of bar the game that we just had at the weekend against wolves um we were struggling to win and struggling to score mm. we were hoping that that's just a bit of a drought um but yes overall the season has been so much fun and um i've really enjoyed it yeah, I was going to ask you about your recent form. Obviously, you beat Wolves on Sunday, uh, which was good for us. And and as as uh, as I've called it from from uh, Crystal Palace down was the shit show of the Premier League uh, because it's just completely <laughs> split in half between a relegation battle and then like a kind of a European 
chasing half. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you hadn't won for five games and you were struggling to score and lots of people were starting to doubt Newcastle wondering if you'd fell off. I've put it kind of down to maybe you don't have the strength and depth yet, but I think yeah. you'll probably get there. Would you agree with that or or disagree? I think so. A lot of people were saying, oh, we've been found out and we've got sort of on-trick ponies. Callum Wilson's our only opportunity to score and he wasn't scoring and he has looked off the pace and, and every... Um, sort of journalist and every outlet is saying that he's barely been training. It's really, I don't, I don't know that he's been ill or he's had some personal stuff. There's a lot of rumours flying around at the moment, but um, nothing verifiable. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it was a, I think we had a cup run and we don't have a very deep squad. Mm. And, you know, at that cup game against Manchester United I'm not going to say this is why we lost because we didn't really turn up on the day but like you know Manchester United can take off a hundred million pound player and bring on an 80 million pound player we can take off um a 40 million pound player and bring on Matt Ritchie like it's not (laughs) it just like it's about 45 and like but maybe shouldn't be playing football anymore at this level um not to be mean to Matt Ritchie um (laughs) but um yeah I, I think you're right about our depth I also think you know, like I said at the top that we're ahead of schedule. I don't think even the like management thought that we would be this uh having this good a season this soon. And so um I think the drop-off in form, if you want to call it that, it was probably tiredness, it was probably a bit of overdoing it and not having that depth. So I definitely agree with you um to to quite a strong extent that it is about our squad depth. Um, and we are able now to kind of regroup a little bit. Plus, we've got the international break coming up, so hopefully that'll do us some good. Yeah, it's hopefully good timing for for both of our sides to kind of recoup and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I I did want to ask you: Do you think the drop in form has almost kind of ruled you out of maybe getting that last Champions League spot? Because I do think. I mean, I know Liverpool decided to lose to Bournemouth of all teams at the weekend, which has, which has ruined a lot of people down at the bottom, especially for People are still um, searching the doors at coastline for that penalty. Yeah, I mean, but Liverpool are a team that will probably chase to the end of the season, and Spurs look like they they might they might just scrape over the line potentially. I mean, do, do you are you still hoping, or are you not kind of not too bothered as as long as you get some sort of European football at the end of it? I mean, if we get some European football next season, I'll be buzzing, but I am still hoping for a Champions League spot. Liverpool might pick up towards the end of the season, well, so might we. Mm. I think if we hadn't won on Sunday, if we hadn't won against Wolves, that conversation might be a different one. But the results kind of went our way at the weekend and um, and our I don't want to say our form's picked up off the back of one game, but we look like the team that we have been had been at the beginning of the season. And if, you know, Liverpool, like you say, might pick up the end of the season, Spurs might, um, we typically do, um, you know, pull it out the bag towards the end of the season if we need to. We have a history, particularly recent history of being in relegation battles in the January, February and managing to pull out a string of wins. And that was before we had a sort of different mindset around the club, a different group of sort of coaching staff. And I do think that we, it, it, I don't think it's nailed on and I don't think we're a shoe in for it, but I think we're still in that conversation and I'd like us to stay in that conversation as long as we can be. Probably a nice 
um different scenery from looking over your shoulders constantly i mean we were kind of like looking up last season obviously being in the championship this season we're kind of going oh i hope this team drops points and this team drops points but <laughs> it's a, it's really squeaky bum time down there um, this might be an irrelevant question but is nick pope okay because he's having Aww. a few dodgy moments <laughs> he was Would very lucky not to, to get sent off maybe on that. Might, might have been a little bit lucky not to get sent off on sunday Maybe. Yeah, and I think that there's a couple of schools of thought here, like uh, the Wolves player did a bit of a dive knowing that Pope is susceptible to coming out of his box like that. <laughs> um, the, um, but it, the point is not whether or not the Wolves player dived. The point is why is why is Pope out of it? It was, it was one-on-one, but you should, in my opinion, you stay in your box and you protect the goal and let your defenders run at the pitch and... Uh, and help out but the the Liverpool one was absolutely gutting and you could see it on his face as soon as he put his hands on that ball he knew what he'd done and mm. he knew like it wasn't a contestable red card or anything and he knew he was out for the final and I think that may have knocked his confidence he does have a couple of clangers in him as many, many um, Premier League footballers do. I still think he's an absolutely class footballer. Mm. But yes, there is a slight worry with like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Nick? Don't do that. Stay in your box. <laughs> um, but I think I think he's all right. To answer your question, I think he's okay. He's just, I think it's a confidence thing. I think, it. you know, you get in your own head a little bit, the psychology of it. Um, you know, am I going to fuck this up again? I hope you don't mind me swearing. That's and fine. um <laughs> And and then you know nearly nearly fucking it up again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think myself and 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 the guys on on our pod would agree that Nick Pope's probably one of the best goalkeepers in in the Premier League, especially yeah. shot stopping and commanding of his area. I mean, a few fans on our Twitter when we was actually linked to him before he went to Newcastle snubbed at the, the chance to sign him for maybe £10 million which was yeah. absolutely crazy and although we've managed to get Dean Henderson on loan for the season and now Kaylor Navas it's still I mean for £10 million for a goalkeeper in the peak of his powers it's still not a really bad going um, I think yeah I think we got him for a bargain as well from Burnley I think, so. I think you got about £10, 10 million or yeah, whatever it was that. Um, Kieran Trippier has not surprised anyone this season being one of the most creative players in the Premier League from right back which is absolutely mental but who else has surprised you this season and I'm looking at one particular Paraguayan on the right wing to be honest yes that was going to be my answer uh, Miguel Almiron 29 year old Miguel Almiron is certainly he looks about 15 he looks about 15 he looks know, like Santiago Munez to... doesn't he still from goal <laughs> just about to hit puberty um <laughs> Yeah, massive surprise from him. Um, huge confidence player and was completely out of form in this run of being us being out of form, quote unquote, um, most recently, but got the winning goal on uh, Sunday night and that was coming off the bench. I think that's probably how we'll see it play out on Friday night as well. I think he'll probably start on the bench just because it gives him that. He's, he's such a pacey player um coming on with fresh legs with 20 minutes to go and coming on with something a bit to prove as well because he's been benched i don't know if that's what it was but something clicked on sunday and clicked earlier on in the season he was our top goal he may still be our top goal scorer i think, I think he, he is, is yeah yeah of the season i mean nobody nobody saw that coming <laughs> i was at his first game um under rafa 
um a couple of seasons a few seasons ago and it was uh he, he was like one-on-one with the keeper and, and it was he just tried to chip it over the keeper and it went over the bar and um and after that he had this because he is a confidence is such a confidence player he had this like run of of nothing happening for him and he sort of thought like why have we bought this guy <laughs> when he's doing nothing and then all of a sudden he pulls out a load of goals out of the bag or assists out of the bag and yeah he did that earlier in the season he <laughs> helped us sit in these sort of top four five places and he scored for us on Sunday so he's definitely been a standout we gave him a new three and a half year contract recently which I think seems long given he is 29 but he's in good like when he's good he's great and maybe we've actually just tried to put a price tag on him to move him on in the summer Mm. but yeah standout player I kind of look at him as um we talked about squad depth a little bit earlier he'll probably be that player that where you probably sign someone better but he's a pretty good player to bring off the bench obviously he scored a few screamers this season but if you're saying he's a confidence player if he plays i hope we give him a load of shit so i mean that's we just got we've got to try and a lot of dark arts have got to go on for us to kind of keep getting any points away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage of mcdelivery you win Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club, because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reese off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries. Good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on, it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reese, spell R-E-I-S-S-N-F-F-C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. I just wanted to touch on the stat which is you've got the best defense in the league what do you put that down to uh a mix of things sven botman's absolutely class he's just he gets called a rolls royce or a bentley i think it's a rolls royce rolls royce normally is the term yeah yeah he is just so classy he's so good he's massive he should have actually had a goal on sunday himself he has yet to score for us um here in Trippier, he's like Mr. Captain. He is usually the captain on the pitch. Jamal Lasalle still is in the squad, but he rarely gets a start now. Um, he would be captain if he was, but Kieran Trippier just commands that back line. As you touched on there, Nick Pope has a great command of his, his area. He knows where those players are going to be, and they have worked really hard on those on their drills. Dan Byrne has come in. Um, you know, we bought him from Brighton. He's a bit older as well. Boyhood club. 
and he's massive. He's like the and, tallest uh, left back in the world, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he's six foot seven. That's ridiculous. Really. It's crazy, isn't it? Should be <laughs> Can't wait like for him to stand next to Brennan Johnson and dwarf him. That was hilarious. <laughs> but it's just, it's this physical presence, Barkier and Trippier, who still manages to like get up in the face of players. Yeah. Um, we have a we have a big physical presence on that back line. They are really well drilled. Um, Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall have clearly worked really hard with them, as well as their other coaching staff, of course. Um, and I also think you know when Eddie Howe was at Bournemouth, one of the biggest criticisms he used to get was that he couldn't organise a defence. That 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 was where he 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 leaky. They let in goals. They, he can he can you know do a high press, but he can't look. Like he can't sort the defense out. He went away for 15 months and learned how to sort a defense out. Um, I think it's almost like he's got this thing to prove. Like, I'm gonna have the best defense in the league and and then you'll shut up. <laughs> so I think it's down to a mix of things like talent of player, um, ethos, and a ton of really great coaching. I mean, I think when you've got Kieran Trippier come from the school of Atletico Madrid and Diego Simeone, I mean, I think you learn how to defend a little bit because he probably was a suspect of more forward thinking than defending, but he's been really, really well, good. That's it. Well, actually, one of the places that, um, one of the things that Eddie Howe did was go and learn under Diego Simeone. So yeah. he was he was over there learning from him, probably, you know, sneaking Kieran Trippier's number to give him a ring a bit <laughs> later on. But yeah, yeah, So so that is, it's this forward-looking backline. It's it's been a real like pleasure to watch this season. Yeah, obviously Eddie Howe will get a lot of plaudits this season, and probably will be amongst the managers of the season. I would say, with along with a few others that will get recognition, uh, good recognition. Obviously, what do you think his hopes for the rest of the season and and, and next season? Because obviously, he's, like you say, you're ahead of schedule. But mm. do you think next season you'll see a lot of investment in the team, regardless of where you finish? Um, because you've done it quite slow, which I've quite appreciated actually. Yeah, I I don't I think we are re like our owners and our managers and stuff are very keen to point out that they are not they are bound by FFP and we don't have loads of commercial partners yet. So we don't have tons and tons of revenue to then redistribute on the sort of player buying side. One of the good, maybe the only good thing Mike Ashley did was run us on a shoestring. Um, not really buy any players, make money off players. He was reasonably good at that and, you know, put us into a good financial standing. That's why we were able to go out and buy a few players um, once our new owners came in. That's why Kieran Trippier's with us, why we got Bruno Guimaraes and stuff like that. But we need to be careful. We need to get new commercial partnerships in. We need to offload. We've got a really high wage bill. I do think that... Um, if we finish in Europe, there'll be more investment because we need squad. We can't finish in a European place and then do nothing. We've done that before. We did that under Alan Pardew and we bought like Vernon and Anita and that was it. And we did a terrible job in Europe and crashed out of it. We're not going to do that. Again. I, really, I really enjoyed that Newcastle team. <laughs> Johan Kabayan sent him in. What a player. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him. A madness, but a fun time. But this is a really ambitious team now and a really ambitious ownership. So I think that there will be investment. Where we end up is probably going to dictate how much investment, to your point. But that I think we'll definitely see 
maybe not even players we want to leave, but I think we will see some offloading of some players and new uh, new talent coming in. I mean, I think I will get slander if I don't ask this question. I've just thought of it, but what sort of scheme are they running at Newcastle United to sell Chris Wood to sell to Forest for like twenty million quid? Is that how much you paid for him? I think it was fifteen. It was like a four million loan deal, and then like we triggered his oh yeah obligation to buy yeah. How 50, many goals has he scored? He scored one, which was a goal of the season contender against City because all of our players touched the ball in a 20-pass move. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> impressive against City. But Chris Wood, I think, has been okay in the last couple of games when he's played as the central striker and you play right. to his strengths. But I think he's... I think for the price tag, I think he's a lot to be desired, to be honest. John Joe Shelby, on the other hand, you can see what he kind of brings. A lot mm-hmm. of it is just like I, a lot of it is just like I will try the Hollywood pass at every opportunity, and we don't oh, really yeah. have. I don't think it's not that we don't have the runners. It's just like it's just te- it's just like telegraphed all the time. But yeah, I want to know what kind of scheme is being run at Newcastle. Do you know <laughs> yeah. anything about this? It's a great question. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid you're stuck with him now. Chris Woods, a solid player, and he'll do. You know. He, the problem I had with Chris Wood is that he'll get into position. He's got a turning circle of an oil tanker, so he can't really move very much. But he'll get into position, but he won't always score. And I'm like, that is your main job. I'm not sure why you paid 20 million no, I'm or like close to 20 million for him because we only paid, we paid 25 million for him. And he was considered wildly overvalued then yeah. and it was just because Burnley were in we were in a we, it was a bit of shit how's we really because we were in a relegation battle with Burnley so we bought their striker so that they would definitely go down that's something that um, you do on like FIFA or football manager yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I think I feel like you have had our pants royally down it's a bit of a, it's, I, don't, I don't I don't understand but I did want to get your opinion on Forest and the relegation battle. I mean, I don't. Have you ever been involved in a nine-team relegation battle? Because it's it is I think wild it's, at four, the bottom of the table. Point, I think it's six points or five points separate twelfth from the bottom. It's absolutely wild. I <coughs> excuse me. Somebody tweeted like, I don't want to sound like my head's at my ass, but I haven't really looked at the bottom half of the table this season. <laughs> I don't blame you. I haven't had to. It's like, terrifying. <laughs> somebody tweeted from obviously my Twitter is full of Newcastle fans and they were like Christ I'm so glad we're not in that um, bottom half of the table because it's I've never I don't think I've ever seen it so tight and I had a look today and I was like what the hell like one game could change the entire trajectory of so many teams here um, I'm glad that you're not in those last three spots I like Nottingham I'm glad that you you came up last season right yeah this is yeah, your, yeah, yeah 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 I would love to see you do like many seasons in the in the Premier League um it's nice that that and it looks like Middlesbrough are gonna come up as well and I I, I, I don't know I like I like clubs like yours mm. I don't know how really better else to describe that but <laughs> it is it, it is like a it is. It's wild. Do you? I mean, I'm going to make you come on my podcast after this, but and like, do you fancy yourselves to stay in the Premier League, or is it just too tight down there? It's, it's... There's a lot of doom and gloom on the Forest <laughs> timeline, as you would expect. Um, we lost at Spurs, obviously, last last Saturday, and and everyone's heads fell off. But it wasn't the the fact that we lost; it was the manner that we're losing at the moment, and we're not competing in games as much as you might you might find out when we come onto your podcast, but. 
I obviously want to talk about our game. How how do you expect it to go? And and obviously it's a great occasion, Friday night, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, Geordies and and Midlanders combining in pubs and whatever all over Nottingham will be what a, what a, an away day that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good away day. Sadly, I'm not going because it is a Friday night and I've done quite a lot of away games already this season. And I'm, we've got two in London, which I'm going to um, because our West Ham game was rescheduled. But um, I'm sad about it because it sounds like it'll be class. A few of the podcast people are going down and I think the um, sense of occasion will be there. I think it'll be a fun game. Before Wolves, I might have had well, depending on how we'd performed against Wolves, I might have had a little bit more um, reticence, a little bit less confidence about what was going to happen. But I felt a shift on Sunday. And I might be wrong. I might be totally wrong. But I felt a shift on Sunday in the team and in the sort of, like, almost like it's we're waking up a little bit again. And I think and no disrespect to Nottingham Forest, I think we should be able to, you know, fairly comfortably beat you on Friday night. Mm. It's a, it's going to be a really good occasion, I think, especially like like City Ground under the lights is always a good occasion. Yeah. And on a Friday night with everyone drinking all day will be, because every Englishman <laughs> decides to turn into an Irishman and then they never go out That's for right. St. They never go out for St. George's Day. I never see <laughs> anyone. But um, I think I might get pelters if I'm wrong about this from, from Forest fans, but... I think the last time we played you on a Friday night was you, you was in the championship under Rafa championship. Benitez and yeah, uh, John Joe right. Shelby. And I can't remember who else got sent off, but Darlow saved two penalties. It was a shit show of a football yeah. match and it was brilliant. Um, I mean, Nicholas Bentner scored in that game. He scored the winner, I believe. So that was a... Wow, memories. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping for that. As long as we can somehow get a result, I don't really care how it goes. I feel but... like we've got something to sort of like... Uh... What's the word I want? Like a debt, not a debt to repay, but <clears throat> you've got a revenge. Like a, a score story to there. settle. A yeah, score yeah. to settle there. But um, um, what would you? What would your lineup prediction be? Do you think, and and a score prediction from you, Charlotte? So I don't think we will see a difference in the starting eleven than we had at Wolves. It really it clicked on Sunday. Um, Alexander Isak started up front. Callum Wilson did come on, but after, only for about fifteen minutes, and um. And Eddie Howe said in the press conference after that he hadn't trained all week. So I was like, why are you putting him on the pitch? But okay. Um, so I think we'll see Isak. Um, we had ASM, Alan San Maximan and uh, Murphy. So a lot of pace up top, a lot of creativity up top. I think we'll keep that. We had Joe Willock in the middle, who was absolutely standout um, on, on Sunday, uh, just getting back to his absolute best form <clears throat> he is he's he's a goal scorer on his on his day so hopefully we'll see a bit of that from him on Friday night Joe Linton's still out he has a two-match ban for five yellows so he won't be playing I expect to see what do we have Bruno Longstaff Willett um in the middle um Murphy I'm trying to work it out four three two one yeah probably four three two one or four three three with Isak a little bit deeper and a classic Dan Byrne, Fabian Scher, Sven Botman and Kieran Trippier and Nick Pope. Hopefully. Hopefully a disaster class from Nick Pope. That would be lovely. <laughs> uh, what's your what's your score prediction as well? Um oh I don't want to be like mean. You could be mean, um, it's fine. I'm not I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to bite I don't, your head off. I don't know. I just you want honesty. Do, <laughs> you do score goals. We don't. We don't score goals. Do <laughs> this is this is how, this is how goals. I know that you've not looked at the bottom half of the table. No, we don't no, no, score no. Goals. <laughs> you do. Like if you look at ours, like we just we're not scoring anything for games and games. You get the odd one. Um, do I? Maybe two one. Maybe three okay. one. Three one to Newcastle. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, and if people want to obviously check out the True Faith podcast, where can they listen? Yes. It's too true. Oh, I can't even say it. True Faith NUFC podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. We're also on Patreon. If you love this so much, you want to pay for more exclusively Newcastle content, please do be my guest. We're on there um, from three to eight pounds per month. Lovely. Uh, thank you again, Charlotte, for coming on. Um, we'll probably see you in the next one when we review, obviously, the Newcastle game, Reds fans. Uh, come on, you Reds. Just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share, and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well, is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling... Um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter, you know, use the forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 